Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is a power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Hello, welcome back to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Heather and I are here today to talk about progesterone and we couldn't be more excited because Heather is the queen of progesterone. It's her favorite thing to talk about. I'm sure her husband knows more about progesterone than anyone else in the world. And I think that it is a really important thing for us to talk about as women because I think that when we're focused on hormones, it's really common to focus on basically like what is wrong And that goes into usually estrogen dominance, which is what we talked about in our last episode. So if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to that first, because I think it's going to help really pave the way for this conversation. But when we are always focused on like, well, I think my estrogen is out of balance and we don't have the context that progesterone is so important in that picture too. And that everything is about how our bodies are working together in different ways, how our hormones are working together, how our organs are working together, and even how our emotions and our physical health work together. We're just missing a piece of the puzzle. So progesterone is one of the most incredible hormones that we could possibly have as women. And I want to remind you exactly how progesterone is produced and when we have it and when we don't. And so progesterone is a hormone that is produced only when we are ovulating. In your hormone cycle before ovulation, you have an egg every single month, multiple eggs within multiple follicles in your ovaries that are being matured. And when it's time for your body to ovulate and the right hormones are triggered, you're going to have one of those eggs burst through the follicle. And that little tiny follicle is going to collapse and become a temporary organ called a corpus luteum that produces progesterone for the rest of your cycle. And hopefully in a really healthy menstrual cycle, we're going to see that you are able to make enough progesterone to raise your body temperature somewhere around at least half a degree to maybe even one degree for that second half of your cycle that shows a healthy progesterone production. And that it actually will stay there and we'll see progesterone being produced for 12 to 14 days after ovulation for a really healthy luteal phase that allows for our metabolism to be increased. It allows for increased thyroid function. It helps even with our blood sugar balance, our mood, and it also helps move estrogen out if there is estrogen that needs to be moved. And so that's my like just quick little overview of progesterone, but we're going to dive in to why it's so important. And I'm just going to like hand the reins to Heather because she is ready to ride this horse all the way home. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And so I think it's important to understand too, like the reason we love progesterone so much, the reason I love it so much is because 
well, there's a lot, but like, it's such a tangible thing for us to see number one. So if you have not listened to our episodes, our YouTubes on tracking your basal body temps and understanding what's going on with your period, definitely go back and do that because you can look at your cycle every month and have so much insight into what's happening with your progesterone levels. And you want that because your progesterone levels actually are going to be your greatest tool when it comes to balancing your hormones, in my opinion, because it can help with so many other hormone imbalances that we see. And the other thing is that when you are not making progesterone, it can allow for a lot of you know symptoms to show up that I think women just accept as normal. And we absolutely don't need to because your body makes a hormone every single month that can help you not have these symptoms. And so if you're having them, I just get so passionate of like, no, no, no. Like, why are we doing this? Like, let's just give the body what it needs so that you don't have to live like this anymore. It's almost like if somebody hasn't been making it and they go to making it and like they get progesterone, I feel like it's just like this light that just like bursts through in their life. And they're like, oh my gosh, like this is it. Right. And so here's why. So progesterone itself, it's almost acts like a natural form of Xanax. And because one of the number one things that is driving hormones out of balance today for most women is an excess of stress hormones. When you have something that can come in and help to calm those down, you want more of it. And so that's what progesterone is for us. And when we think about, you know, stress in general, just remember, I always remind us of this every episode. I'm not just thinking about the stress in your brain that like you feel stressed. You haven't you know, walked your dog that day. I'm thinking about the stress your body is feeling. So your body is physically producing an excess of stress hormones. And when that happens, you're essentially every other system in your body is operating under stress. So imagine having to go to work and do your job and there being a fire alarm on. Like that would make it very hard for you to communicate with the people you need to communicate with, to accurately send your emails and do your calculations, you know, whatever your job may be across the board. If a fire alarm was going off, you're going to have a hard time doing it. Progesterone, essentially that fire alarm is like stress hormones in your body and progesterone just comes in and can turn that fire alarm off for you. And so when we focus on supporting the body to making more progesterone and doing that more effectively, we actually see so many other things fall into alignment because the process of supporting more production of progesterone actually involves supporting how your body is designed to function, which means we see an improvement in your gut and your liver and your metabolism and your thyroid. Like a lot of things are involved with the process of making more progesterone. So if we can kind of simplify it to that for you, I think that's a really great way for our brains to kind of conceptualize, okay, like all I'm focused on here is just making more progesterone. And that's going to help me with some of these other symptoms that I'm having. Progesterone itself, some of the reasons why it does these things, like it's great to hear somebody say like, oh, it lowers your stress hormones. But I think sometimes it's cool for us to know why. And a lot of times that's because progesterone interacts with other hormones. So it interacts with our mood hormones like GABA, which is a very calming hormone. It calms our central nervous system. Again, that system that can be fight or flight. So we have so many clients that say like, I feel like I'm living in fight or flight. And I think that that's so common. And I know that if you feel like that, chances are your progesterone levels have already most likely plummeted or you aren't making enough progesterone in general. And so the cool thing is that progesterone is something you can really kind of easily when your body has what it needs to make progesterone, 
it will start doing it. So it's almost, again, like an easy kind of place for you to step into. And that will naturally shift some of these other things back into balance. It can shift your stress hormones down. It can shift your fight or flight off. It can shift your estrogen levels to where they're peaking when they're supposed to, and then not peaking when they are not supposed to. So I want to go into, you know, why do we see low progesterone so much? And I think I just hit on this and it's usually from what I find, because one of two things is disrupted to make enough progesterone. You need a signal from the brain to the ovaries to say, Hey, let's drop an egg every single month. And then you need the ingredients to make sure that the body has what it needs to make progesterone in a way that you are getting your full, you know, ideally 14 to 17 days worth of progesterone every single month. Because what happens is if that gets shortened and you're only having nine or 10 days of progesterone a month, that allows estrogen to kind of stay a little bit too high. So then your cycle following that month, most likely you're going to see an estrogen peak that's going to be too high. And over time, as that continues, you can see your cycle start lengthening out. So a lot of times, some of the symptoms of low progesterone involves actually a shortening cycle. And that is usually because your luteal phase, after you ovulate, you're having less and less progesterone. So you have less days of progesterone. And then over time, that can eventually transition into a longer cycle. And I just wanted to hit on that because I think some people think like, well, I don't have a progesterone issue because I have a long cycle. It's not necessarily about that. It's all coming back to when are you ovulating and are you tracking that? So some of the big symptoms we see with low progesterone are going to be things like feeling like you're in fight or flight all the time. I see a lot of issues with insomnia, waking up in the middle of the night. Sometimes it's usually between that like two to four time frame and not being able to go back to sleep. Anxiety, especially before your period, anxiety worsening before your period, even depressed moods before your cycle. Um, I usually see a lot of issues with weight. I know that's not something we talk a whole lot about on here because usually weight, once your hormones are regulated, your weight will regulate. But if you are not making enough progesterone, it's going to be very, very difficult to lose weight because progesterone is a hormone that speeds up our metabolism and calms down our stress hormones. And if you are trying to lose weight and your metabolism is slowed down and your stress hormones are turned up, it's you're, you're fighting a losing battle there. And I think that is probably why low progesterone is one of the most common hormone imbalances we see, because I think a lot of women are chasing weight goals and your doctor is chasing a weight goal. And the measures that they are teaching you to achieve this weight behind the scenes is actually crashing your progesterone and your stress hormones, which is the number one tool you need to see sustainable, easy weight loss. I think that the reason weight loss has become so hard for so many women is because the way we go about it ignores this tool that we have called progesterone and our hormones in general that can really help shift us into a place where our weight is flexible and manageable and, you know, easy to see results from it. Does that seem to be about the same symptoms you're seeing with your clients? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think so. And I think that the estrogen dominant symptoms and the progesterone, like low progesterone Mm -hmm. symptoms, they just play into each other because of the way that estrogen and progesterone work together. But I think it's so important. I was actually thinking, right, as you were saying that it doesn't actually, it's not that it doesn't matter how long your cycle is, but just because you have a long cycle doesn't mean you have enough progesterone. Because if you're taking longer to get to ovulation, sometimes that in itself can be a sign that something's off with your hormones. And that often my take on it is that 
you're not getting the nourishment that you need consistently to create that safety in your body, to tell your body that it is safe to ovulate. And Mm -hmm. then you're in that pattern of having more stress hormones and your body doesn't feel like it, it can produce progesterone as well. And so again, it comes back to both sides of that, like nourishing and reducing those stress hormones so that you can produce progesterone more effectively so that that can help continue to decrease your stress hormones so that you can start to feel better. So there's definitely both sides of it there. Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. Yeah. And as you hit on that, it made me think a lot about our girls out here with PCOS because PCOS is where your body's trying to ovulate multiple times a month and it's just not able to. So you could be going 30, 40 days without progesterone. And over time, that's really going to, you know, it causes a lot of the PCOS symptoms of anxiety and depression and weight gain. And so when your doctor's telling you, well, you just need to lose weight, it's almost impossible for our PCOS girls to do that they aren't making progesterone. And so I think that's another big reason why, you know, we say, Hey, no, 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 no. Let's go after the function of the body versus looking at some of these. I don't want to say intangible goals, but some of these goals that just really are not considering what your body truly needs for you to see some of those results. And that kind of leads us into one of the questions I get so much, which is, well, why can't we just use a progesterone cream? It's over the counter. It's easy to get. My friend gave me a progesterone oil. She says it's a natural oil. Like, can I just use that? All my symptoms went away when I used these things. So is the problem fixed? And I I have a big soapbox here that I'm going to keep short. That's essentially no, because when you give your body a hormone, even if it's estrogen, but I'm going to use progesterone for you know, are the sake of today, when you give your body progesterone, because remember I said to make progesterone, you need two things, a signal from your brain to your ovaries and the ingredients. When you give your body progesterone from an outside source, it turns down that signal because the brain says, Hey, we don't need to keep telling the ovaries to make this hormone because she's already got some, we actually need to turn down the way that we're allocating resources to that job because the job is done. But we know, hey, that's not actually what's happening. What's happening here is something from the outside is coming in. It's hitting these receptors, turning those receptors on. So you might not be seeing your symptoms while you're using the cream or the oil. But underneath that, what's really happening is the whole process of your body making progesterone is getting more damaged. So what I find is that over time, when women eventually decide I can't, you know, keep using this. I don't want to keep using this, or maybe I want to, you know, get pregnant and, or possibly, you know, maybe I'm just not feeling the same because the other issue with that is that your body gets used to what you give it and it kind of compensates for that. And then it needs more to have the same effect when you aren't using the hormones your body naturally makes. It's always adjusting and adapting to what you're giving it on the outside. And that's never going to be as effective and as beneficial for you. Those creams and oils also will not hit 
other parts of the body, like the interactions with GABA and serotonin, like the increase in your thyroid hormones and thyroid signaling the same way. So I think that's really important too, because even doctors sometimes will just be like, or providers in general, like, Hey, well, here's, you know, a cream, it'll get rid of the symptoms, but really it's just driving you further into dysfunction. So I really don't like when that happens. And I do just have to like say that if you're being told you're taking an oil that boosts progesterone from a natural source, like everybody talks about the yams and the sweet potatoes and that type of thing with progesterone, that's not true. So they definitely make a substance that can look like progesterone, but a lab has to chemically manufacture it into something that will hit your receptors. And also the big popular oil out there that is supposed to be boosting progesterone levels, it does have progesterone USP in it, which is a form of synthetic progesterone. So just being aware of these things when you go after, again, kind of like trying to fix the problem, but sometimes you're still getting band-aids if you are not kind of always evaluating something that Leisha says every episode, which is why is your body not making enough progesterone? When you go that route, you're going to get a more sustainable, more effective way to really fix the issue and to see it fixed long-term. Because once you learn how to boost progesterone levels naturally, that serves you through so many seasons because your body follows patterns. And so if it gets into a pattern of making too little progesterone, then chances are next time you either have high stress or you're postpartum, or you go through a season where your body needs to kind of feel more safe, it's going to head back to making less progesterone. But if you learn, oh, this is how I can boost progesterone levels. This is how I can turn on progesterone production more strongly then that's actually going to be something you can use lifelong through all of those seasons. Anything you have to add to that, Misha? Yeah, no, I think that it's really important that you hit on basically the like bioidentical progesterone. I know that that's a term that gets thrown around a lot or the like natural EM progesterone, those type of things. It makes it sound so good, like bioidentical. Oh, it's the same as what I make. So why wouldn't I just, you know, supplement with some? And so I think that it is so important to just keep going back to this perception of like, if your body is not making it, there's a reason that your body is not making it. And there's something that we can do about it. You're not helpless. You don't have to take birth control. You don't have to take synthetic progesterone. And I am not 100% against those things at all costs at all times, but I don't think that they're going to be the best route if you can really just learn to support your own body in producing what it needs to do, you I mean, everything that Heather just said just shows us so much why that would be so much more effective and so much more beneficial long-term. And then also you're not, you know, having to go get a prescription every month either, because there's multiple reasons that that, yeah. that is just a pain, honestly. Yeah. And there's one thing I do need to say that's a caveat to this, and it is pregnancy after loss. So my ideal when it comes to pregnancy and progesterone levels is that before you conceive, you're seeing a luteal phase that's above 10 to 12 days, 12 days would be my ideal, right? Sometimes that isn't the case. And sometimes we get women get pregnant and they're already in a pattern of making too little progesterone and then it's possible. So we never ever want to say like, Hey, this is a cause of miscarriages. However, they have done studies that have shown women that have recurrent miscarriages in the first trimester, it is linked to issues with progesterone production. And that makes sense because your body is making the progesterone to hold the uterus from contracting until 
the fetus takes over in second trimester. So it's your own progesterone production required for that first trimester. And so if your body is already struggling to make progesterone, when you get pregnant, it's really hard to kind of overcome that barrier or that pattern your body's already in, especially if the reason it's not making progesterone is because it doesn't have the ingredients to do so. If it doesn't have the ingredients, it, it most likely isn't just going to get a flood of them when you do conceive. So I think that's just really important because I have a lot of women that are like, well, I've had multiple miscarriages and my doctor's recommending I take progesterone supplementation or progesterone capsules in order to get pregnant or once you are pregnant. And that is a time where I do agree with utilizing progesterone. And the reason for that is because enough, like when you have enough progesterone, it keeps your uterus from contracting. And so when progesterone levels drop, that's actually what signals our period. That's why we have a period every month. And so if you are pregnant, and you know, like you've had recurrent losses, I'm very much in support of like, yeah, let's just get this progesterone on board. So that way we can keep the uterus from contracting so that we can, you know, just do all we can to promote full-term pregnancy with this child. And some people go the entire pregnancy with progesterone or progesterone shots, if you're doing IVF or anything like that. And that's not a bad thing, but I do highly recommend for that person to learn especially for their postpartum, because what will happen is you're supplementing progesterone this entire pregnancy, and then you go postpartum and you have none. And if your body was already in a state where it was struggling to make progesterone, when you hit postpartum, it's most likely going to try to fall back into that pattern. If we aren't coming in and telling it no new signal, new ingredients. Mm -hmm. And that's really what postpartum, I think a lot of times issues are coming from is because you've spent nine months getting high levels of progesterone, and then you don't have any progesterone until you start ovulating again. And your body has a lot of other hormones and ways to compensate for this. But for some people that really struggled with low progesterone, even before pregnancy, we see that that can kind of link to postpartum being a really difficult time your body to like make that transition. And then the only other kind of caveat there is if you are not ovulating at all, because you are in menopause, which we don't really speak to menopause a lot in this podcast, but just in general, if you know, somebody is there or you're thinking about a family member or something that bioidenticals can be kind of supportive during that phase. But again, my preference is, Hey, what if we just learn how to support what the body's doing and help it transition better? And then the most important things you can do to start supporting healthy progesterone levels now, as you know, wherever you're at in any of those places is number one, you know, starting to look at what's going on and is this truly an issue for you? So I would say, look at your BBTs and look at your cycle, even if you aren't using BBTs, but you're tracking ovulation, see how long it is from the day you ovulate to the day your period starts. We want to see that basically increasing above 10 days. And then the next thing is if you're noticing, hey, this is a problem and it is kind of short or I'm spotting before my period, that's a good sign that your progesterone levels are dropping too quickly. Then I want us to start thinking about these two pieces, the signal or the ingredient. So things that disrupt the signal from your brain to your ovaries to make more progesterone are going to be things like high stress. It's going to be issues with your thyroid or your metabolism. So potentially, you know, under eating or not eating enough over exercising, having even high emotional stress or emotional demands and expectations on yourself. And then looking at the ingredients, it's not just, I have people ask me this all the time. They're like, well, I've been eating pro-metabolically, but I'm not seeing ingredients. It's not just, or I'm not seeing 
results. And sometimes, and this is what Leisha and I both do for the women we work with. It's sometimes it's not just the ingredients of the food you're eating. It really is the overall picture. So I think of like, are you getting enough calories overall? Are you getting enough fats overall? You know, how is your liver and your gut functioning? Um, is your blood sugar staying stable? It's so much more than just eating a particular food that will boost progesterone production. It really does kind of go back to, Hey, we need to look specifically for you. Where is something off? Is it the signal or the ingredients? And within each of those categories, where's going to be the easiest place for you to come in and start shifting these signals into a different place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it always goes back to that. Again, you're going to hear me say this probably every single episode, but nourishing your body well, which is some of the things that you just mentioned, creating safety in your body, which nourishment is a big part of that. And then also just looking at the full picture and realizing none of what we're talking about is a quick fix. So if you try something, you try, you know, eating pro-metabolically, I'm just using that as kind of a, an example. If you try eating that way for a few weeks and then your period is still bad, or you still have these symptoms, it takes at least three months usually to start to see big shifts in your cycle. Often when we work with people, I know I see changes in a couple of weeks in things like energy sometimes or moods or sometimes periods do start to shift, but really it's like three months minimum before we see these lasting changes. And that is a good thing because it means that we're actually supporting our body with the way that it works versus trying to just like, again, put a bandaid on things and trying to like just cover up symptoms. And so I want to always remind you that this is a long game. And progesterone production is something that can serve you forever, at least until you stop ovulating. And so it's something that it really is worth the time and the consistency. And so it goes back a million times to, we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about consistency. Yes. So, so good. I love that. So, okay, ladies, I hope this was super helpful for you. Send us your questions. We love to hear them. We want to hear your thoughts. We'll dive into this more if you want us to. and. Super, super excited that you listened and we'd love to help support you with this if you need additional help. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today, for listening, and I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course nourish your hormones is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Leisha Drews and send me a message. If you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode, I can't wait to meet you.